0: Welcome to the Bright Business Women podcast where we explore the backstories of successful business leaders, company directors, authors, speakers, creative geniuses and professional service providers. Listen as we explore what makes these creative, lively, enterprising people tick. Expect the unexpected, true stories, life hacks, funny anecdotes and even some outrageous controversy if we're lucky. I'm your host, Pauline Bright. Let's dive in. Welcome to the first Bright Business Women podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name's Pauline Bright. I uh, have decided to turn the tables a little today because um, rather than tell you a bit about myself, I've asked my podcast coach, Brett Jarman, to interview me. Brett Jarman is from Experts On Air and he's been teaching me about how to put podcasts together and how to do it in a professional way Uh, that actually accounts for all the moving parts. And it was a little harder than I thought it was going to be, but with a great coach, it worked out very well. So welcome to this first episode. Um, Enjoy. And this is the flavour of as we go forward about the kind of things that you'll experience about people's backstories. And rather than hints and tips, it's much more about the human element and the human stories behind the stories. So enjoy.
1: So, welcome, Pauline Bright, and thank you for having me on your podcast and for joining me on my podcast.
0: It's a pleasure to be here, Brett. Thanks.
1: All righty. So, I, I'm really excited uh, because uh, this is your the first episode of your po- podcast, and obviously, we've had a hand in uh, in helping you get to the stage where you can launch it. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But uh, but before we get to that point, let's talk about you and uh, who you are. Obviously, you're a you're a business coach, among other things. But you've got a few other sort of interesting feathers to your bow. Tell us about your journey. How did you become a business coach?
0: Well, it's an interesting journey because I had no idea I was ever going to be a business coach. So um, I have had a lot of businesses. I've had 11 businesses in my life. And, and I realized a, a while ago that the reason I had 11 businesses was because when something wasn't working, I would change it and I'd change it up to something that I liked a whole lot better. So that was kind of the journey of businesses. And then my husband in his business was approached by a business coaching company. And he said, yep, yep, let's do that. Um, and I sort of thought, well, you know, I know a lot about business. (laughs) What about me? Anyway, we went to the first session and, um, and the coach said who here thinks they would like to do what I do. And I just thought, Oh, that's me. And that's kind of like, that's a bit of a pattern as well through my life. I come across opportunities where I think, Oh, that's me. And so, um, it took a bit of uh, crowbarring, the coach to get me out of my current business and into coaching, but best move I ever made. Love it. Absolutely love
1: it. Fantastic. And, and I don't blame you for, for not ever suspecting that you would become a business coach, because back when you and I started business, there was no such thing as a business no. coach. Like, that hadn't, it hadn't even been invented yet. But, and and uh, the
0: funny thing was, I always knew that I wanted somebody uh, in a role who Could help me and assist me, and I always used to think it was a manager, someone right. who could actually manage me because I'm fairly unmanageable. <laughs> and so I, I just thought it'd be nice to have someone to just sort of help steer me in a direction and you know just help me a bit. And I always went searching for it but could never find it, could never find that person.
1: So, right, okay, yeah. So, tell us, tell us that obviously you don't have to tell us about all the 11 businesses, but what type of businesses did you own? <laughs>
0: Um, well, my first one was graphic design business. So I worked in advertising for 25 years, absolutely loved it. The reason I ended up in advertising was because of a TV show. So I used to watch Bewitched when I was a kid. So 13, 14, um, I used to watch Bewitched, but I used to think, so it was the witch who married a mortal, and the mortal told her he couldn't. she couldn't use her witchcraft for anything he was working in advertising so there was this kind of this this little pattern that was going on there and i just um one of my first thoughts was he can't tell her what to do (laughs) she's got magic wait a minute She, she should use that magic and then the other thought was hey this advertising thing looks like a lot of fun so you know it was that was when i decided that i was i wanted to be an artist and i wanted to be in advertising so i did that did that for a long time Um, and decided that no one was going to tell me what to do. So (laughs) I was a a serial business owner. So I've had uh, retail businesses, I've had uh, consulting businesses, I've had a wholesale business, manufacturing, all kinds of interesting things and small businesses. So a lot of them were startups. Um, And just learnt really by just throwing myself in the deep end.
1: Right, so it's it's funny that you came away from watching Bewitched with an interest in advertising because Darren never seemed to enjoy his work. <laughs> I know. He always seemed to be he very was stressed.
0: Such a jerk.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and also, um, it was interesting. On the one hand, you are saying no one's going to tell me what to do, but also just earlier you said I kept thinking I needed a, a manager. I know. So an interesting contrast there, isn't, isn't it?
0: Isn't that weird? Yeah, and and I think it's not so much. Um, what people are looking for. And particularly when they find a coach, it's not someone who tells them what to do, but it's more like finding a guide, someone who can right. just sort of put them back on the rails when they fall off or,
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, someone they can bounce ideas off. And so that yeah. was the kind of person I was looking for.
1: Right. Exactly. And for me, the value of a coach is they see things that you don't see. Yeah, Like, yes. you know, especially if they're walking up and down the sideline, you know, they can, they can see the whole field whereas you were just focused on, the, the yeah, ball yeah. And, and your immediate surrounds and maybe the goalposts and you, you don't see what, what, what yeah. else is going on yeah, around so you. Yeah. So
0: busy playing the game. You have no idea what's going on, right. you know, and, right. you, and you don't ever really see yourself from that perspective as well. So it's very hard to haul off and, and have a look at yourself and your performance from a long distance. And it's yeah. a bit like, I think, you know, when people see um, photos of themselves or videos of themselves and go, Oh,
1: <laughs> and right. they don't
0: realize that that's actually what they really are like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So th- there's more to you, Pauline, than just business, though. Like I know you've got uh, you, you're a creator under Roger Hamilton's Wealth Dynamics profile, which doesn't necessarily mean you're creative, but I know you you are a creator. But you're you're also uh, very artistic, and there's a bit of art in what you're doing now. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I love the creative side of business, um, and I love I love to build programs and and I you know play with. And I know PowerPoint has really it has a bad name, but God, I love it. It's great fun. But there's um, there's a whole lot of design elements, and I'm always interested in colour and patterns and design and things like that. So um, just lately, I've joined a local plein air arts group. So what that means is that we paint outside, and oh. that is just the most fun because it just gets me out of business mode and into creator mode and if I didn't go there I probably wouldn't do a lot of art myself at home because I just get busy and things like that but just going and creating stuff and so I've, I've got um I'm, I've got I'm in my second exhibition so I've been painting oh, back wow. for three months and I've got a painting in an exhibition I had a painting in an exhibition a couple of months ago as well so yeah, yeah it's just fun it's, not, right. it's just a nice way to let your brain relax
1: Absolutely. And do you appreciate the the end result? Or is it is it the process itself that you enjoy? Oh,
0: no, I love all of it. I love the whole thing. I, I like to produce something that I'm, you know, that I'm happy with. And that doesn't always happen. And, and the nicest part about painting with a group is that some days are good days, some days are not so good days. You're not really, you know, you just haven't captured it. But... Um, But it's really nice to be with a group of people who work like that, who just go, oh, well, you know, if I didn't do well today, I'll probably do well next week and it's fine. So just really friendly and um, and very accepting. So a totally different, pardon me, a totally different community to the business community. I mean, I love my business community, but I just get different things from different people.
1: Right. So, so just in there, you mentioned, um, if I didn't do well today, maybe I'll do better next week. How do you evaluate that with art? Like in business, it's easy. You either reached your goals or, or you made a profit or you didn't. So who, who decides whether you did well or not?
0: I think we're our own worst critics. We all, we all decide ourselves whether it's good or not. And, and you can tell when people come up behind you and go, mm, I like that bit there.
1: Like, okay,
0: okay, the whole thing's not really working. But it doesn't matter because it's just an exploration oh. anyway. And, and okay. I'm not setting out to, you know, to be uh, a professional artist and sell my work or anything like that. I'm just there to enjoy myself.
1: Right. So, Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And so in your work now, Pauline, as, for, as far as your coaching goes, uh, what, what type of people are you working with? Who, who's your ideal customer well, and what sort of work are you doing with them?
0: Do you know, uh, when I first started, I, I would coach anybody with a heartbeat in a wallet because I was so enthusiastic, it was like, oh, just let me out there, just give me some people to work with. Um, and then over the years, I've learned that it's it's actually, it's not so much necessarily the industry they're in, but the kind of people they are. So I've worked with everything from um, tradies to lawyers and accountants, um, retailers, um, you know, consultants, all kinds of people. And I tend to gravitate now towards, well, actually I've got, variety of people I've got an engineer I've got people in the arts I've got um, people in the health industry you know there's there's a big broad spread but like I said it's the it's the personality it's the it's the willingness to do something and if I see that spark and if I see someone who's got a good idea um, some intelligence around that and the business has enough legs that it's got a good future then um then we'll work together and they have to have a sense of humor as well because if we can't laugh together we're not right. working together. Because business right. is tough okay. enough.
1: Yes, yeah absolutely. And is there a particular stage of business that they're at? Like are they startups well established um, somewhere in between?
0: <laughs> well it's funny because <clears throat> um, uh I do offer things for startups because I know what that's like. I've been there and done that so many times. So I do offer services for startups and I work in groups in startups Um, but I, I gravitate now mainly towards bigger businesses or businesses that are at a level of maturity where they've been going for a few years and they've kind of reached their goals and they don't realize it and they're kind of getting a bit itchy scratchy they don't really know what to do next and that's like okay we go in and have a look at the business and think where can we go from here and Um, that's the creative side of it just seeing things that they probably don't see and being able to help them develop that business in a way that they they previously had no idea that it had that much potential so that's that's the excitement for me
1: right very good very good so Pauline as as well as being businesswoman coach artist you're also a bit of an adventurer tell us about your adventurous spirit (laughs) And what, what kind of adventures you've been on?
0: Oh, do you know, I would never have thought of myself as an adventurer. But I have jumped out of a plane. And fortunately, yes, I, oh, I did have a parachute. And I had a lovely man strapped to my back at the same time. So that was nice. Even better. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, and it was funny because I ran this this movie in my head. Whenever I'm doing something like that, I run a movie in my head first to how I want the outcome to be. So I knew that. I wanted to land on my feet. I didn't want to be skidding along the back on the the ground on my backside. So, um, And it played out beautifully. It was great. And we did it. We actually did that with my husband and my two sons and some of their friends. And it was such a brilliant experience. Wow. And that's the kind of stuff where I think, you know, when I get to the stage where I think, oh, this is hard. I really, you know, I'm really struggling with this or I can't do this. like, whoa, wait a minute, Paulie. You're the person who jumped out of a plane. Oh, yeah, I've got this. Right. So, so I've done that. I had an opportunity to go abseiling a few years ago. Took that. Couldn't wait. That was fantastic. Um, I've done a few high ropes courses, you know, dangling from ropes, in one in the Nevada desert and one in Queensland. And um, caving and I don't know. But, but they're usually sort of one-off experiences. And they're just really to see, testing my metal, I guess, testing to see, can I do this? Am I capable of doing this? Right. And it's such a good feeling because, like I said, every time I feel less than, I just go back to that experience and go, well, I can do this. I can, right. I've can. done that, so I can do this.
1: Right, okay. So how would you compare jumping out of a plane to running a business? <laughs> because the thing with jumping out of a plane, it, it's a fairly known result and, and there's a lot of it, and especially when there's someone strapped to your back, they're kind of in charge of the situation. Whereas in business, you just don't know what's going to happen. No, no. Um, Less risk, obviously, but look,
0: it's, I suppose it's not so dissimilar, in the sense that in business you do tend to take a leap of faith, and you back yourself. So you know you're willing to to take that step, jump out of the plane, you know, start a business, and do something that um, you might not have done before, and something that is relatively risky but you've seen other people do it. And so Mm. you can see that there are rewards at the end of it. And so you know that there's a formula, you know, if you follow some of the formulas out there, there's a reasonable guarantee that you'll get some success, but you do need some training, whatever you're doing, you know, if you're jumping out of a plane, you can't do that. Just solo with no training. So, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of similarities
1: actually. Right. Fantastic. So, uh, so we've covered, Artist, businesswoman, coach, adventurer, but you're also a speaker. Yeah. How did how did you come? How did speaking come to be part of your repertoire? Do you know,
0: um, my dad was a wonderful speaker, and um, I used to just watch him and just watch the effect that he'd have. And so he was uh, he was an insurance salesman, so he taught me a lot about business and life and selling, and he was wonderful. He was my first mentor. So my dad was a beautiful speaker. And I used to watch him, <laughs> he would, he would, he'd, he'd have that much influence over a crowd of people that he would have all the women crying and all the oh, blokes wow. patting him on the back. So
1: oh, fantastic. Just,
0: and so I just thought, oh, it's just been, it's so nice to be able to speak like that. So I always had that desire. And then I used to watch Jeffrey Robertson on TV doing oh, wow. hypotheticals. And I just loved it. I loved this whole sort of, you know, you tell a story and you start here and you wander over there and then you start to tie all the ends together. And then I used to watch really good comedians as well. And so I just kind of had this desire to to do it. And and my first few speaking gigs, I you know, I just said yes before I said no. And, and I, and I'd, you know, frightened myself, I think, mm-hmm. but I did it anyway. And I was really, really, really nervous. And so I'd do things like, you know, full on painting demonstrations for people for a hardware store and (laughs) just crazy stuff. But but it was more a case of, you know, I've got something to say and it's important. And I just want to connect with people and have them get some sort of message where they think, I can do that. I can actually do that. So that's sort of the motivation.
1: Very good. Now, you and I, we've known each other for, for quite a number of years. I think it's probably about five years ago when we yeah. first met uh, at one of Roger Hamilton's events in Bali. Um, and w- often when we've talked, we've we've got a mutual interest in law of attraction. Tell us about how that plays out in your life and, how, and some of the tools that you use from that.
0: Do you know, the more I use it, or observe it because you can't it's like you can't really yeah. use it it's happening already. yeah it's anyway. like using
1: gravity it's just that's, there. Right. that's yeah. right it's there yeah. so
0: the more i observe it the more i think oh there it is again okay. and so um <laughs> i have to tell you about the peacock so i had always wanted to see a peacock in full feathers you know the full right. tail thing and so I'd never, ever seen one. And I'd seen them, you know, in, in my in my traveling and all sorts of places, but I'd never seen one with the full feathers. Anyway, so that, that thought just stayed in my mind. And then one morning a few years ago, I heard this. I got up in the morning, heard this rustling, and threw back the curtains in the family room, and there was a peacock in full display right there at my back window. I thought, oh. That's interesting. Wow. And then that wow. peacock stayed with us. And I thought he must be someone's pet or something, but he wasn't. He was an escapee from a local wildlife park. But okay. he, he stayed with us for a season, so a, a breeding season, I imagine. Um, yep. And he brought two girlfriends back the next year. And he had they had chicks and all sorts of things. I just thought this is a perfect example of the abundance of life and, and that thought that you don't have to keep nagging the universe for what you want. It's yep. already happening. And so, and then, in in the reverse, I had, have you ever lost your luggage, Brett? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, once or twice. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so the thought that goes through your mind first is the thing that determines that. So, okay, I was in Los Angeles and doing some training, and uh, when on our way over there, we'd met a lady who'd lost her luggage, and I had the thought went through my head. Oh, would be horrible to lose your luggage, but if you had to lose it, it'd be better to lose it on the way home than on the way back. <laughs> End of thought. End of Stating thought. Stating
1: your preference, okay. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so um <laughs> so anyway, my husband went home first. I was left to travel home alone a few days later. And I got to Sydney Airport, no luggage. Right. No luggage, and I—I'm I, standing there, the last person at the carousel, and I'm just laughing, going, yeah. "You did this! <laughs> you actually did this!" And I went and had a chat with the lady at the counter. She thought I was a bit nuts, I think, because I was actually, you know, like, "Well, oh, well, you know, it's happened." Yeah. But then, and then the other thought I had uh, when I thought about losing your luggage, I thought, "Well, at least if you lost your luggage on the way out, you know, wouldn't it be nice to?" No, I remember it was when I was leaving Los Angeles. I thought. I'm going to have to lug this luggage all the way through the airports of the world right. without okay. my husband helping me. Okay. So wouldn't it be nice if someone just took it home for me
1: and delivered it to your door?
0: <laughs> and so 3 days later, someone from the airport brought my luggage home which was lovely. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so it does work. It works no matter what you think or what you what you do, it works. Yeah. And I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody because he gets up and does his affirmations every day and writes everything out and things like that. And I think it's actually like you, you're nagging at the universe. It, the universe doesn't need that. Yes. It just needs one little thought. Just, yeah. And you live it. And you yeah. just kind of, it's, it's like,
1: it's just then the get, way get on with you your are. business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very good. So it works
1: okay so one thing that i know you've been uh, almost nagging at the universe uh, a little bit for, and I, i'm not quite sure for how long is, is starting your own podcast <laughs> which uh, which now you, you can check that box how long has that been on your list of things to do um
0: people have been asking me to do it for probably a couple of years and oh. i kept thinking yeah that'd be nice but i'm too busy or, yeah that'd be nice but 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 and um and then up pops brett jarman with an offer i couldn't refuse so I very thought, good. this is it this is the time and and my uh, pilates instructor kept saying to me every week you know when are you going to do your podcast when are you going to do your podcast and so I thought well now's the time that was
1: wow big. so even your pilates instructor was I asking
0: know. I know.
1: Is, it, is that so you'd shut up in class or, or?
0: <laughs> we have one-to-one sessions and it's, oh, like, okay. it's as much about her helping me as me helping her
1: right okay very oh good good so she's getting good value out of, yeah. out of the thing Alrighty, so, so what do you hope to uh, achieve with the podcast, boiling?
0: Well, I, I saw a need for a podcast to tell people stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of podcasts that are nuts and bolts, you know, hints and tips and you know, a lot about just business and strategy and things like that. But I'm really interested in the stories behind the stories. So I really like to find out what makes people tick. And there's always a really lovely journey that most people don't ever find out about um, when they meet somebody in business. And so I want to give people an opportunity to tell those stories, you know, to, to actually get an insight into what drives people, what's, you know, what motivates them, what's, what's exciting about what they do. So I've got my first few interviews um, done and I'm really excited about it. I've been editing them. I just, ah, just the, the stories and the, the character of these people, the two women, actually, just just beautiful, right. stories you wouldn't normally hear.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and as I mentioned, we already know each other. We've known each other for about five years. And even just in the in the 15 or 20 minutes we've been talking so far, I've learned things about you that I, <laughs> I, I never even knew. So that, that, that that's something that I love about podcasts as well. You, you, you take conversations where... No, you just don't know where they're going to go.
0: Yeah, and I, I really like that. I like, I like those sort of um, very organic conversations where you yeah. respond to what's happening. And I always come away from something thinking, oh, I should have dug deeper into that. I should have done this. And it's like I don't have to should anything. It's yes. more a case of a, it's a conversation that happens in that time. But yeah. it also leaves the door open for more conversations, which I exactly. really like. And that's what a relationship's about, isn't it? It's just not one yeah. one conversation.
1: Yeah, come but back to yeah, repeat I, performance.
0: I'm very excited about the way it's going to go forward, and it's giving me opportunities to talk to people I probably wouldn't necessarily have spoken to or reached out to, yeah. um, and it's giving them an opportunity to tell a story that they probably have never had the opportunity to tell either.
1: Right, and how's the the learning curve for you? You've been, and just just for the sake of the the listeners, you you've been through a course that we put on called help me podcast where we've we've basically taught you how to do your podcast how's that learning curve been for you do
0: you know i didn't realize there were so many moving parts to it and so Mm. i'm really glad i did the course i couldn't have done it on my own i would have still been you know at stage one a year down the track so you know Mm. i i'm a i'm a big believer in learn what you need to learn and get on with it so um the process has been really interesting i'm very glad that i've had a little bit of technical knowledge as well so that has yeah. helped um but the the videos and the the classes and all the resources have been fantastic so and the only reason if i ask in name questions on the facebook group it's because i haven't actually done the learning right <laughs> i'm not very good at reading instruction manuals but um but no if i do if i if i actually follow the steps and i have um yeah. i've I'm, I'm getting a result and there's a little bit to go, but it's just yeah. been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it.
1: i oh, that, still that's, enjoying it. Yeah, oh, that's good. And, and and this is a mistake a lot of people make is it, it, at the end of the day, even though there are a lot of moving parts, podcasts are relatively easy to launch, but it's all the stuff that people don't think about that causes them to, to fade out. Um, and we would have mentioned during the course, most people don't even get past seven episodes and there's only about one in seven podcasts that actually do sort of go, go in for the long haul. So that, that's why it looks like a lot of moving parts because we've we've put all all the stuff in that makes sure you don't become one of those those victims of either running out of creative energy or or just running out of steam and mm. and, and getting frustrated with the whole process.
0: Mm. Yeah, I so think well. it's really helped to have a focus on um, who I want to speak to and who the who the podcast is for. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got, I'm, I'm making a list and the list keeps growing of all the interviews I'd like to do, all the people I'd like to talk to. And it's like, great. every time I think about that and the more I, and the more involved I get with it, the more excited I get about it. And the more, you know, the more the creative side really kicks in. So
1: Good.
0: yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and again, that's one of the advantages of the podcast medium, unlike a blog, like that can become a bit of a chore. Whereas with podcasts, when you get to have a chat with someone who's like-minded and got a different story to you, that, that just gives you the, the momentum to, to keep going.
0: Yeah.
1: A very yeah, good medium like really. that. So, so, Pauline, if someone's listening to to your podcast and they think they would want to work with you, um, what would be a, an ideal next step for them?
0: Um, I do offer a 15-minute phone chat, so a free mm-hmm. phone chat, um, which is on my website, so paulinebright.com. Um, and uh, you can book in on my Calendly, calendly and um, for a 15-minute chat, and and then we find out, you know, just find out where you're at, what you're doing, what's happening, um, and if we can take it to the next stage. And so the next stage after that is a is a a longer chat, so an hour or so, and then working out what is it what the person really wants, what they need, and whether I'm the best fit for them, and then we just take it from there. And so sometimes that will be. Um, a short program of something and sometimes that ends up being a longer coaching program
1: right very good very good and and just for the benefit of those who are listening i i I stalked pauline's linkedin profile before we started and i pulled this uh, recommendation or this snippet of a recommendation i've been working with pauline since november 2002 and my bank account has loved her ever since (laughs) so so if, if you want to fall in love with your bank account Um, a a good way to make that happen might be to set up one of those 15 minute chats with Pauline, see if she can help you out in your business. Very good. So Pauline, before we wrap it up, is there any any, any angle that I haven't taken with you that that you want me to take or any parting words for the audience?
0: Um, No, I don't think so. I think that you've done a very good interview. Thank you, Brett. I really appreciate that.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. And and I'm looking forward to to your interviews on your podcast and uh, yeah, and and I'm just so wrapped to have, helped you get this far and uh yeah really looking forward to to listen to it maybe i'll interview on episode 100 if you can book me in for that
0: okay i've got yes make, i'll put you straight in yes
1: we can repeat that chat <laughs> and if,
0: then if, and then i and then i'm going to interview you so not in the not too distant future i'm going to come back and interview you to find out all those things i don't know about you already oh okay so, yeah all
1: three of them there's probably three <laughs> things you don't
0: know. i know you're deeper than that
1: maybe more than that yeah for sure no i'd, I'd look forward to that i'd, I'd love it cool Very good Excellent. Alrighty, Pauline. So once again, congratulations on your podcast. And for those who are listening, make sure you subscribe on whatever app you're, you're listening on and, uh, and jump across and, and pop in a review for Pauline's podcast. That'll be really helpful for her to, uh, to, to get things moving in her department.
0: Brilliant. Thanks so much, Brett. It's a real joy. And, and it's so nice to work with somebody who really gets what they're doing as well.
1: Indeed. Thank you so much. Alrighty. We'll see you next time, Pauline.
0: Thank you. Cheers. You've been listening to the Bright Business Women podcast with Pauline Bright. For show notes and other resources, please visit brightbusinesswomenpodcast.com. While you're there, subscribe for future episodes to not only listen to inspiring stories, but to dive deep into what makes you, you, and use your own unique backstory for positive impact. And be a great friend. Please share the podcast with people like you and leave a review if you're so inclined. Thanks. The Bright Business Women podcast is proud to be part of the Experts On Air podcast network.